episode four, man. We're we're getting up there. We're steadily increasing. Yeah, man. Shout out to all the people that are listening to us. We greatly appreciate your support, and we are still welcoming any form of criticism to get this shit going and getting it a lot better. Absolutely. I mean, you know, I think we've stated a couple times, like, we want to be pretty open about this and uh, any suggestions, tweaks. Uh, we take all of that into consideration, so keep it coming. Yeah, for sure. Another shout-out that I want to make out is to my boy Thovo. I think that's his. That's how you pronounce his name, Thovo. He's actually the guy that made the beat for our opening, which is really cool. So big shouts to him. You're the real MVP, my guy. Definitely appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. All right, man. Let's get to the shits. So what are we talking about? Well, you know, I feel like we should address it because uh, we're. I, I just feel like we're primarily going to sit here and talk about basketball. Um, mm-hmm. it, I, I'm looking forward to it so much to coming back, but we're also going on in a you know a, a tough situation we got going on right now, uh, just throughout the country, and some of the professional basketball players, uh, notably Kyrie Irving, Dwight Howard, uh, they've basically said that it's. Uh, they don't agree that it's a good idea to start the season back up. Um, And they totally have a point to some degree as far as like, they, they don't want this to get lost, you know, and they want this movement to keep going, but it's just crazy. Cause it was like basketball coming back. And then all of a sudden all this stuff starts coming out and I'm like, Oh my God, are we going to have basketball? Yeah, man. It's, it's, it's really tough because I understand where these guys are coming from. Absolutely. Like there's like this whole situation that's going around. It's bigger than basketball. Um, but you know, the world needs a distraction. And I mean, not necessarily that we need a distraction from this whole situation or nothing like that, but like, uh, just, you know, a distraction from all the craziness that's been going on. And, you know, we have a lot of black players in the NBA and a lot of them are activists, you know, like LeBron James. And you have Kyrie. You have, I mean, you have so many players that are speaking out and are, you know, letting people know of what's going on out there. If anything, this helps the platform a little bit more, too. But I can completely see where Kyrie and Dwight and Avery Bradley are coming from because, yeah, right now uh, – basketball can be put in the back burner as far as you know keep moving and doing everything but i also see the other side of the coin where we have these athletes that can use that platform because the nba is probably going to be the only thing that's going on because baseball ain't doing jack shit so why not have this platform that 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 you're given to speak against the social injustices that are going on in the world. It's primarily here in the United States. To me, there, there's a couple things. I, I, I've thought about this the past like two days because I keep seeing things coming out on my phone. So first of all, I think at the end of the day, I don't think the players that can play when this comes back are truly going to sit. I, I think to me, and the NBA is super progressive. We know that they're the most progressive professional league. Yes. I mean, Mm-hmm. This should just be a nudge 
<clears throat> to the NBA to be like, okay, let's, let's figure out how to use what we have here and actually make some change. You know, the NBA is capable of doing that. They have the funds, you know, give back, give back to those communities, uh, donate to the HBCUs. I mean, and I think the NBA is probably going to end up doing it, which they should. And I don't think that they're at the end of the day, I don't, I think they're going to meet somewhere in the middle. Um, and the other thing that I think about is like, if LeBron James is playing, like, I would say he's probably the biggest, well, he's definitely the biggest advocate, voice in the NBA. Sure. He's definitely, yeah. yeah, he's a huge advocate. If, and you made a good point, these guys are, they, you know, they stand for so much and show so much like on the floor, you know, you know what these guys are, you know who these guys are and they care and uh, they draw attention. Uh, from everybody. So if LeBron James exactly. is going to go out there and play, at the end of the day, I just feel like, okay. I, I feel like, and I think the, the, generally the NBA players do have, that. you know, they're all on the same, the same level here, but I just feel like they should realize that the chance and the power that they have by going out and playing basketball. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, no, and here's the thing that – that I feel like Kyrie, people like Kyrie and Dwight aren't seeing, and you know they might they might have a different perspective than what I'm seeing, you know. But you know the NBA is primarily what the NBA is black. primarily black, definitely. Exactly, you know a lot of the a lot of the uh, the I mean who who who's the number one uh, NBA show right now? It's the yeah, you know, it's Chuck, Uh-oh. it's Kenny, it's Shaq, and it's and it's uh Ernie. You know? Those guys are have big, big voices. You don't think that they're gonna bring this issue up while 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 they're talking MBA. Um, you don't think that um that uh what's his name? Uh David Aldridge David Aldridge is gonna is gonna interview uh, let's say a LeBron James or a Giannis or a Kawhi. And, and say, hey, what are what what are your thoughts on what's going on? You don't think that they're going to say something? You don't think that, um, you know, the NBA is probably working on something to make sure that it is not forgotten what is going on in this world. So for Kyrie and Dwight and Avery Bradley to to, to say to say those things, it, to me, it's a little premature, just because I feel like give the NBA a chance to 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 you know, figure out how they're going to bring light to this. I don't think that the NBA is going to brush this under the, under the rug, like, like the NFL tried to do so many years ago. Yeah. And it's, and the, the sad part is it's, you know, the NFL pledged money, but when you look at it from, I think I said 10 years, if you look at it, it's like, that's not much. Yeah. It's like, Oh, I forget. It's like $30 million maybe a year. Yeah. Yeah, and that is peanuts to a multi-billion-dollar organization like the, well, the NFL. Other thing is like they definitely have a problem with uh, minority candidates becoming head coaches or getting good gigs. They they just, exactly they really have a problem with that right now. Uh, it's pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. Like Eric Bieniemy with the Chiefs, the offensive coordinator, definitely should have gotten a head coaching job. He should have gotten one last year. Um, and it's crazy that he's getting overlooked for what's the uh, what's the Giants' head coach? Is it Joe Judge, the special teams guy? Yeah, I think so. Yep. 
So, like, to me, you have a guy like this offensive coordinator who has been around for a while. He's won a Super Bowl. I mean, he's perfect to go be a head coach, and you're going to go ahead and pass him up for a special teamer? No, and that that is not that that's not right. And you can see that that there's holes in in the system there. But I feel like with this whole situation that's going on in the world right now, it's going to open up a lot of doors that were closed right before. You know, the especially for sports. You know, you're going to see a lot of of minorities coming into prominent positions because of what is going on. Definitely, definitely. And I, I think sports is a great vehicle to do that. And that's why, like, at the end of the day, I just I, – I know they're going to come around to it, and, again, they're going to meet in the middle, but they just need to realize, like, how much power they have by going out and doing that. Exactly. I mean, and here's the thing with Kyrie um, and, and, and Dwight and Avery and, and all those guys. Yes, I – you guys are powerful, powerful voices – I respect the heck out of you guys that you guys are saying that the whole situation that's going on in the world is bigger than basketball, and it is 1,000, 1 million percent correct. But use your voice. Use your, use your, your, your power. Use your platform to bring awareness to, to what, you, what you're seeing and what, what your beliefs are. Absolutely. I couldn't have said it better myself. I, I 100% agree. You know, I, and it's great. Look, it's great that you guys are, are 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 speaking out right now, saying, "Hey, basketball is not uh is not my number one priority right now, especially with what's all all is going on." I, I I respect that. You know, uh, some people are just like, "Hey, I'm in it for the money." Like you know, like I'm not trying to show throw any shade at at, at him or anything like that. But like, remember when ASAP Rocky when they asked him about about uh injustice and he's just like i mean i i don't like he he was just he he almost couldn't be bothered by it because he's rich now so he doesn't have to worry about it yeah yeah and yeah you know it's, it's obviously they, a big problem i mean yeah there's players that are taking that approach you know that the fact of the matter is that Kyrie Kyrie Dwight Avery Bradley those guys even the people that I haven't necessarily heard of being a part of this committee that doesn't want to play, I'm hey man, my 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 hat goes off to, to you. You know, you guys are terrific human beings. You guys are sacrificing the game that you love for the bigger cause. And my like round of applause for you guys. But like I like I'm saying, you guys could easily use your voices, your powerful voices that you guys have been able to 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 get people's attention through your, through your basketball moves. Now use your voices in, in press conferences, um, social me- I mean, you guys are doing it in social media, but you know, just, just showing the people opening people's eyes, you're going to be able to reach a lot more people. If you're on, on a TV rather than, you know, staying in a community. Yeah. And I, at the end of the day, I just hope that, you know, we're as progressive as things seem to be moving. Um, and the NBA is just the perfect – it's the perfect engine to do that and the perfect avenue. Um, and I don't think that they're going to 
let this opportunity to go by, I think they're going to make some serious change. So, um, but I'm hoping uh, as a sports fan as well, that that means it brings us basketball Mm -hmm. because man, I am missing sports. Yeah, man. I mean, and and I get it, you know, I I get people are missing sports and, and, and stuff like that, but I feel like more than anything, I feel like the NBA, even the players have come together and have kind of just, you know, I, I feel like the, the, the NBA is going to be different different when it gets back in more ways than none, you know. More players are gonna are going to have mics in their faces. We're going to have a lot more or uh, a, a lot longer um, press conferences because people are going to want to talk about this. They're going to want to bring the attention, you know. They're, they they don't want this to go away. They want this to still be out there because what, you it know it shouldn't be swept. And, and absolutely no, it, it definitely shouldn't. And I don't think the NBA is going to allow it to 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 get swept under the rug either. No, I I think I think the NBA have the NBA has the best commissioner in all in all of pro sports. Oh, absolutely. You can argue. You can no argue. Argument. You can argue. You, I mean, there's some people that will argue it, but to me, Adam Silver is the best He's the man. commissioner. Even even uh, David Stern was a great, great uh, uh, commissioner too. You know, I feel oh, like yes. the NBA produces great commissioners. I mean, they're 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 guys that are at least the last two have been very pro uh, player. They've they've been on the player's side. Well, and, and you, if you look at it, the NBA, basically the only reason the NBA is the NBA now is because of those two guys. Yeah, they've definitely made the NBA the brand that it is now. And it's not only them. I'm not, like, just saying that, oh, just because those guys ran the ship that the NBA was successful. Obviously, you had the players that made it, you know, the way, the way it is now. But still, those guys, you know, they did it the right way. Uh, or they do it, I guess, in Adam Silver's case, does it the right way. Um, because they listen. They don't it, – it's, it's one thing to – I mean, obviously, at the end of the day, you know, you're, you're not necessarily overseeing the league as much as you're overseeing the owners and all mm-hmm. their, like, you know, their complaints and their requests. And, you know, basically, you're appeasing the owners. But that, that obviously comes with, you know, taking majority control of the league. But at the end of the day, it's just like they, what makes – or what made David Stern good and Adam Silver good now is that they listened and they actually took into consideration all of the suggestions and criticism that came from, you know, the players, uh, the fans, like they, they just seem to listen. Um, and that's why when, when anybody like comes up with suggestions, they're like, the NBA should start doing this, should start doing that. It just seems like it always comes back around and look, NBA is implementing this, that like they listen, they care. Uh, and they know how many viewers they draw and how much attention they get, like, worldwide. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. I mean, it, it, it's a really, really weird situation that's going on right now because we do have COVID. We have this whole situation, not just with George Floyd, but, like, with just all of the violence that's been put out in, in been put out to the public recently. I mean, I just feel like, George Floyd was the was the needle that broke the camel's back, you know. No doubt, 
It did. It it was, it was a it, long it, overdue. It was a long overdue uh, outcry as a nation, but sometimes it just takes crazy things like this for stuff to pop off. And um, like I said, um, hoping the best and doing my best to make sure that you know change happens. We all got to do the same. Exactly, man. So, I mean, yeah. In the best. Yeah, man. And the best way that we can do that is, you know, we try to control what we can control in our in our personal lives, too. You know, you you taking over your your personal life and and making sure that you don't have racism in your in your personal life, educating the people that are ignorant. I mean, that's the best that anybody can do. And. And yeah, man, I mean, that's that's my that's my two cents on the whole situation. So. Absolutely. I, like I said, I completely agree with you. Um, I think you made some good points. And, I, you know, I, I say this all the time. Uh, everybody realizes, you know, what happened a couple of weeks ago was wrong, uh, at least for the most part. I can't say everybody, obviously. But generally speaking, everybody's on the same side here. You know, everybody sees this and looks back at the track record. And it's like, OK, like things need to change. They should have changed a while ago. You know, let's let's all do our part. So, you know, wishing everybody the best. Uh, whether it's NBA related or not, and uh, here's the things uh, progressing in the future. Yeah, man. All right. So, I mean, let's just get to it, man. Well, the NBA season is about to is is going to start here in about what four weeks? Um, five I mean, weeks. As as, like, five weeks. Yeah, as far as like teams getting back together, you know. Uh, getting ready to go. Um, I think they the target date for games to start is just the 30th of July. So the just the end of next July. month. Okay. Um, they weirdly moved it up a day. I don't know why. It was July 31st. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we got, you know, we got about five weeks until things start stirring up. Um, what, are you looking, uh, what are you looking forward to? I don't know how much has changed in the past I'm, week. But... I'm just excited to kind of figure out who are these eight seeds that are going to end up coming in in you know how how this whole setup is just going to end up being and end up going you know what if what if a, a west team ends up taking the eight, i mean are they going to play in the people from from the west, from from the west into the eastern conference like how is that all going to work out it, it's very very interesting to kind of figure out exactly what 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 this is going to end up looking like you know cuz it's probably the first and the last time that we're ever going to ha- to see something like this it's just so crazy every time I pull up. I know I mentioned it last episode. Every time I pull up the standings, the West is just so much more intriguing and more entertaining than the East by a long shot. Because after the 7-8, and eight, air quote 7-8s and eights right now because they're not finalized, so you have Dallas at the 7, Memphis at the 8, and then you have Portland, New Orleans, Sacramento, San Antonio, and Phoenix. Like, all interesting teams in their own rights. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I the East, you got the Hornets, the Bulls, the Knicks, the Pistons, the Hawks, the Cavaliers. No mm. storyline, no headline, mm. not mm-hmm. a, nothing. It's crazy. Um, and I know I've we've dug into the West being better than the East, but yeah, I'm really I'm really watching seven and eight in the West, um, and and seeing what that looks like because realistically like Dallas is probably going to hold on to the seven because they are, you know, seven games in front of Memphis, but, uh, Memphis we've seen can get hot. Um, Portland also is capable of getting hot. 
and uh, Zion's going to get his chance. Yeah, and uh, JJ Riddick, his 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 streak is 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 alive and well. Oh yeah, he's sitting pretty. Yeah, yeah, no man, um, it, it's 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 going to be very exciting. I think that 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 fight for the eight seed is going to be super entertaining, and I'm I I'm I'm going to be watching very closely. Oh, absolutely. You know, have to work during the day. Don't care. I'm going to have a couple different games up because they're going to do it like all day. You know, they're going to do a lot of games. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Cool. I, I might just I might just take a my my little TV from from my uh, from my personal office and take it to my work office and have the NBA playing in the background. That's a great idea. Your boss don't care the, about that. I have the desk space for it as long as I'm not being a disruption to anybody. That's a good point. I mean, have you ever sat down and watched like summer league? Because that's what it makes me like. For a while, it's going to be weird for me watching it because I'm going to be like, well, it's going to it's going to have that summer league. Yeah, it's going to have that summer league feel to it for I'm sure. Okay summer league just feels like it, it, it's always so exciting. Like I'll sit down, you know, and not really planning on watching any particular games or, you know, more than one. And I sit down and I'm like four and I'm like, oh, my God, like I've been sitting here watching basketball all day, but they're so intriguing. Yeah, no. I wonder. Here's my other thing too. Are they gonna be in full-on uniforms, or are they gonna be in their practice uniforms? That's that's an interesting question. I feel like they probably have that figured out. I'm sure they're probably playing in some sort of real uniforms, not practice uniforms. Okay. I mean, I mean, I feel like that's a valid question. I mean, it's 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 a it's a strange and random question, but I feel like it. it, it, Don't you don't you you want? Yeah, <laughs> I would have never thought about that before, but that's a that's a very good point. But I think they probably plan for that. I'm sure they probably have, you know, tons in stock somewhere. Um, so I'm sure they got that figured out. I would hope. Uh, I guess practice uniforms at the end of the day would almost make it feel more street, which mm-hmm. would kind of add a fun element to it. Yeah, I wonder what they're going to end up doing as far as the audio goes. I do. I did hear that they were going to try to do some two K, uh, some two K sounds in the background. Well, I think, and I, I don't know if I ever saw a definitive yes or no on this, but I thought they were pushing to have, like, uh, players' families could come. So there would be some sort of um, – mm, That's, that's, that's going to be a slippery slope right there, too, just because you're, you're, you're bringing more people into the mix. But, I mean, we still have a little bit of time. Um, we don't necessarily know what – what COVID is, is, is going to be like uh, 45 days from now. So, I mean, we'll, 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 we'll see more as, as, as the NBA gets closer, but as soon as July hits, man, I'm, I'm going to be so happy. I'm going to be so excited. It is going to be awesome to have basketball back. I love, I like football. I really do. I, I like watching hockey from time to time. Baseball has never really been my thing unless I'm going to a game with, with buddies. And it's just, football. yeah. But the NBA, man, it, 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 is, it is like a holiday for me when, when the NBA opens back up. Absolutely. And I, like the, the thing about the NBA that's the best is, I, I, you know, I love football. I, I'm not going not gonna to lie there. But the NBA just plays like such a crucial part in the year. And it's always a different story and it's always something different and it's wild and it's exciting and I think it could be a little bit shorter of a regular season I don't necessarily think that's a hot take but it's not 162 games um, but you have 
you know, you have NBA basketball on holidays, like all, you know, for a good while, because uh, they start in October. You have Thanksgiving games, you have Christmas games, you have New Year's games. I mean, they go all the way until the beginning of June, a couple of weeks ago. So, and that's not even talking about like just all the players and all the excitement, but just from a like a time frame perspective, it just fills such a crucial role, uh, and that's why I think I'm naturally drawn to it uh, more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, 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 I just feel like it's so there's always something going on in, in, in the sport too. I, I basketball, I feel like is a sport that like never dies, never dies down. I mean, well, absolutely. I mean, it, not to mention, uh, baseball is a little bit of an exception cause it's huge in Japan, but the NBA is huge worldwide. Like I said earlier, I mean, it just, it, it's the NFL is not super popular, uh, worldwide. The NBA. Oh yeah. I mean, up until, you know, Daryl Morey opened his mouth, like China loved the NBA. Absolutely loved the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, so they obviously have that to their advantage. Uh, and they have some of the biggest, you know, stars and athletes on the planet. So that also helps. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, 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 you have great personalities too. And you oh, have, and like, and, and I mean, it, it also, it just goes back to, uh, Commissioner Silver, he he allows these players to let let themselves, you know, be seen and heard, and 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 know that hey, you can you can you can be a personality within with within the confines of the rules. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you gotta let your players be themselves at the end of the day. That's what that's what draws in the fans. That's what makes it entertaining other than just the sports. I mean, yeah, it's awesome to fucking watch, you know, an NFL game and just some of the guys out there, how crazy they are as far as, like, athleticism and, you know, playmaking ability. But uh, they they can't really speak out. They can't really be themselves, and a lot of them just don't have a whole bunch of personality, I feel like, at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not compared to the NBA. I shouldn't say at all, but not compared to the NBA. And I think a lot of that is accredited to Adam Silver. Um and that's that's obviously why the NBA is you know viewed in the light that it is. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is kind of cool. I did not know this. Um, so the the first uh, let's see here. They I guess there's going to be uh, just a one week transaction window where teams can make uh, can waive, sign, and that's trade right. players. That's right. That's going to be really really cool. You think any sneaky moves are going to be made? I don't know. A couple in my head, but I can't really think of anything that like I can see happening. I don't know. I, it would be crazy. I mean, just because of what happened this this uh, this last off season, I think it might go be, get crazy. You know, because you don't know what's going on behind closed doors. There Absolutely. was probably there was probably the uh, behind the scenes uh, trades or moves that were being discussed during this whole entire time. And as soon as they figured out, oh, hey, we're coming back on the 31st, I bet you teams were are ringing each other trying to figure out, hey, let's make a deal. How What what can we do to get, get so-and-so? Well, absolutely, not to mention, like, dude, the teams are fucking healthy. They're fucking healthy. The, the competition field is so much more even than it has ever been in the past. And that's the biggest wild card and biggest like advantage to some teams is 
they're beat up, they're blemished. Uh, they got players, you know, sitting out for injuries. And all of a sudden you get this time window and everybody's able to come back to the most. I mean, you know, yeah, I mean. And the, you don't have that in the past. You're not given that time window. You have the all-star break, but that's two weeks, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Or it's a week I week. think baseball is two weeks. It's a week. Yeah. I can I can see moves like this happening where, you know, if Dwight Howard does decide to sit, he has every right to. And, again, I'm not going to be mad at him if he does decide to sit out. But you can easily just kind of see, see hey, um, we're going to bring in Boogie Cousins back. That's a because good point. You, think, you think he's ready? Dude, I mean, look how long he's been he's been sitting out to get to uh, to play. And I've heard that there's rumors there have been rumors going around that they were planning on on re-signing him towards the end of the season too. I hope the best for that guy. I hope he comes back healthy. He he was when he was healthy with the Pelicans and the Warriors, he was fucking fun to watch. He's always been a fun player to watch. And when he is healthy, he is a monster. Well, he wasn't necessarily all that healthy with the Warriors. When he was with the Kings, he was an absolute monster. He was a beast. Best center in the in the league by when far. When he was healthy with the Warriors, the little time and window he had that he was healthy, it was... Yeah, but I mean, it wasn't... It I wasn't you, not to the, me, it wasn't... The Pels and the Kings, I get that. that that's yeah. Perfect. Yeah, no, but I mean, I, I do... Yeah, man. No, you're good. But, yeah, I mean, just looking at the schedule right now, man, uh, June 15th, uh, play. that's when, when players that are traveling outside the U.S. need to need to come back to their teams. Um, the 22nd, um, just all players are are set to return to their teams. The 23rd, the, twi- uh, the head coaches can begin working with players in voluntary workouts. So today, yeah, today. So players today had to that are traveling outside the U.S. You need to make it back to the to the U.S. to to their to their teams. So all international players, I'm guessing, anybody that's traveling outside, which I don't understand why anybody that's an American should be traveling outside the United States right now. Absolutely, um, yeah, yeah. But there's not that. I mean, there, there's probably a lot more players in the the states right now than you probably you think just because of the reason the league stopped playing. It wasn't like that, you know, a summer vacation mm-hmm. or anything like that. So, um, so when are they, when do they go back to facilities? They go back to facility. They go back to facilities. The 23rd is when, when head coaches uh, can begin doing workouts with players in voluntary workouts. Gotcha. So next Tuesday. So yeah. Not far so, and then, yeah, man, the seventh is when, everybody starts moving into Florida and then training camp starts from the 9th to the 29th. And then the 30th, the, the seating games begin. You're, you're getting me so excited. So excited right now. Um, Dude, it's coming. It is coming coming. so quickly. How do you think it's going to shake out? Realistically, if you're, if you're just looking at it, and you have to call your shot right now. Not not who goes to the finals, who wins the whole thing. You think the Lakers are going to do it? Here's the thing. I need to know what the whole structure is going to end up looking like. I get that. But if you were just looking at it right now, the way it is, mm. assuming you have the seven and eights the way they are. Oh, you're killing me with this. Uh, it's a gut I'm wrench. Just curious, man. 
I do think I I think I think Lakers win in seven games. You think seven games they win over the Bucks? Is that who you're taking? Yeah, I think so. I I I I like I like I said last week. I think that it's going to come down to like the last two minutes, and I just feel like the Lakers are going to pull something out of their rear end, and LeBron wins his fourth title. You think the Clippers and the Lakers, if they play in the conference finals, are going to go to seven? Because I can see that happening. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I think so. And, and, and here's the other thing, too. I'm my, my take with the Lakers, I'm not 100% confident with it because I know the Clippers are, are right there. They're breathing down their necks. Yeah, I mean, they're five and a half games behind, and they dealt with some, you know, Injuries. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was about to say they dealt with some health cares this year. So the Lakers have been uh, far more healthy. Um, and granted, they're five and a half games up. I'm not discrediting them anyway. But and I, 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 I really feel like if the Clippers were healthy all year, that this would be like at most a game and a half lead for the Lakers if it weren't. Yeah, like, that, really that is very true. That is very true. I don't know, man. I'm, 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 I'm scared of that Clippers team, to be honest with you. If I'm the Lakers, I'm, I'm, I'm going to. I'm terrified of that Clippers team. That Clippers team is nice. They're nice and they're gritty and nasty, nasty players. Pat Bev, like, Pat that, Bev don't don't back down from nobody. Oh, um, Paul, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard. I mean, uh, what's his name? Uh, Lou Will. Uh, Good old Lou Will. Yeah, man. That Probably. team. Yeah, that team is is is. They're made for this. And that's why, like, that's why I was curious because if that's why I asked you if they were going to go to a game seven with the Lakers because I, 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 here's the the Clippers, thing. I think it's a hot take, but I see the Clippers at the end of the day taking the West, not by much. Again, a game seven, but. I don't hate that take either because I, you know. I just can't sleep I, on them, man. I just can't sleep on them. Every time I'm not. Here, it's just like, I am not. If the Lakers, if the Lakers are are, are 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 going to fall asleep on the Clippers, they are dumb because that team is too good, and they're coming back, and they're gonna, and more more likely than not, they're coming back at full strength with all their weapons. Try to stop that. The only thing that I can see happening is that Paul George just disappears. Because he hasn't played ball in a really long time, longer than than any of these guys, and Kawhi just doesn't have any help. Nah, I think this is the year Paul George like is going to have a deep playoff run. He's going to just set the court on fire. Like I sense it, and I, I wouldn't be surprised. Healthy. And I, I mean, he's a bad dude. You don't mess around with him. You don't mess around with Paul George. That. I think that's terrifying. Seeing him in quiet, full health. That will be... Not to mention, defensively, I mean, that team is pretty well equipped, uh, to say the least. Um, And that does make a difference. Uh, Obviously, the rest of the West is interesting, and I think uh, there there are a couple teams that could get both the Clippers and the Lakers their fifth. I don't really see anybody beating them, but... There's a few teams in the West that could definitely get both of these teams fits. But here's the thing: I think the West wins it. Wins it this year. I don't think the Bucks win. I, I think know. they make it competitive. I, I think they make it competitive. I don't think they win. 
I Which think sucks, it came from the West. Unless – here's the thing. Unless they play against against a team that is not an L.A. team, then they have a fighting chance. But if they have to play either against the Lakers or the Clippers, there's no way in hell I see the, the, the Bucks winning this. Giannis is going to need to be an absolute monster. Plus, Chris Middleton is going to have to put up his numbers – and the team and, and the surrounding and, and the supporting cast need to be on their A game. They cannot miss shots that they need to make. I, you know, I don't know. I really don't know if I wouldn't count the Bucks out of not having a chance just because they have to play an LA team. I mean, at the end of the day, so they only won, you know, a couple more games than the Lakers, uh, four more games, not a big deal. Um, but they did have a higher point per game. They had 118, 118.6 um, and only a point higher on, you know, opponents' points per game. Um, I, I just feel like the, the Bucks you can't count out. I mean, they're lethal, um, and they'll hurt you. Yeah, but, but I, I mean – I still would give an L.A. team a little bit of an edge over the Bucks. not to say that I don't think the Bucks can't win it. But the Bucks are the most suitable candidate out of the East, in my opinion. Um, and I, think I mean – I mean, it's their it's their path to lose. You know, I don't see maybe the Celtics. I see I see edging edging them because that Celtics team is very very good. But I the Heat is my dark horse. The Heat. I feel like they're going to they're going to knock somebody off that they shouldn't have. That team can get spicy real quick. They can get heating up. I like that team. That team is that team is really really good. I I like Tyler Hero. I like the swagger that he brings. I like uh, what's his name? Yeah, Bam Adebayo. I, you know, Jimmy Butler is Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler's just gonna play hard every single play. And then you got Kendrick Nunn, who came out of freaking nowhere. Oh, no kidding. Plus, you do have some. You do have some depth there. You know, you got you got Kelly Olynyk. You got Miles Leonard, Derek Jones Jr. You have Solomon Hill, uh, Iggy, Jay Crowder. Goran Dragic, like they got a. That's a good squad. That you know that that very is well a complete team. team. Very very well rounded. That is a complete squad if I've ever seen one. Ooh, uh, also looking at contracts, a cheap team. My God. Yeah, man. I mean that that that's give give. Uh, is it is it Pat Riley that's that's heading the 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 Heat still? Yeah, Pat Riley's still there. Man. Give Pat Riley his flowers, man, because he – Coach Spo, bro, I remember whenever he came into the league, they thought that, hey, LeBron and LeBron and Dwight and, and Chris are, are running amok on, 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 on Spolstra, walking all over him. No, man, he's he's shown that he is a fantastic coach. And, I, I again, it's just it, – it's, it's such a well-built team, in my opinion, because the more I look at it, like – you truly only have one star in Jimmy Butler, but you have a bunch of really consistent or up-and-coming talent around him. I mean, Tyler Hero, you mentioned Kendrick Nunn, like, bam. You got some players. Derek Jones Jr., you got some players. Um, you got you got they, players – yeah, you got players that aren't scared, that they're, they, 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 they're not scared of the big moments. Definitely not. Um, and that's why I have to take them as a dark horse because I'm just like, I don't want to forget about the Heat. Like – Hot take of the day. I would not be surprised if they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. I'll put it there now. I'll say. Mm. It. Mm. Uh. Mm. Uh. 
I'm not ready to join that bandwagon quite just That's okay. yet. That's why I said hot take, but I'm taking it. I Dude, I, the map the maps are gonna surprise some people. I I, I have a I have a feeling in my gut that they're going to knock somebody out. No, actually, I can't do that because they're going to probably end up facing the Lakers. There's no way they're going to beat the Lakers. Well, how would they play the Lakers right now? They're at the seven. They're at the seven. Who's at the? Who's at the? I thought they were the eight seed. No, Grizz or uh, Memphis is the eight. Memphis is the eight. That's going to be fun, bro. Oh yes, you know. Um... My affinity for the Memphis Grizzlies—they are a scrappy young bunch. Um, I I think they're too young. I think no, they're, they're too young. young. Sure. I said you they're... get another draft or two, and they get you know another couple good players. Okay, yeah. At at that point, you're giving John Moran enough time to really get developed. I mean, dude, he's already phenomenal. Already phenomenal. I love y'all. I love job, bro. Jaron Jackson Jr. Mm-hmm. Oh. Brandon Clark, Dylan Brooks. Oh. That team, that team is that team is set to to do great, great things in the future. I honestly don't necessarily think they need another another uh, another impact player. You know, I think I think you just need to let your star players develop. Let Jaron Jackson and and John Morant develop into the players that they're meant to be. Let them get their NBA bodies because if you look at them, they don't necessarily they're not necessarily built like the NBA players quite just yet. They still are kind of in their college bodies. But see, this is the great thing about looking at a team that's doing a rebuild the right way. Absolutely. They're not paying anybody. I mean, they're paying Valentunas $16 million. They're playing Justice Winslow $13 million. And then Gorgie Dang, he's getting paid almost sixteen and a half. My God. Um, but after that, all of these guys are, you know, have only been in the league for a couple of years. So mm-hmm. not only are they cheap, but yeah, you just look at the team and you're like, yeah, if you give these guys a couple years, add some depth, that this is going to turn into a really dangerous team. I mean, it was no surprise John Morant was going to be good, but I did not expect like this team to gel that quickly. I mean, I, I remember specifically, uh, I think it was back in, it was either late January, or early February, I turned on uh, just NBA TV and the Grizzlies were playing the Rockets. And they were punishing the Rockets. I mean, John Morant was dunking over anybody and everybody. He was just like, all right, who's next? It's just like, you look at that and you're like, okay, this, this kid's ready. He's puts on a little bit of mass and you're not going to want to screw with him. Dude, he's, he's the second coming of, of, of Russell Westbrook bit with a shot. Yeah. Uh, he's a, he's a more tamed version of Russ. Definitely. But yeah, I, I do agree. They they do remind me a lot of each other, the aggressiveness specifically, and the intensity. Mm-hmm. And I, I I love both players. I really do. I think both of them are phenomenal. I I ultimately I think Ja is going to end up being the better player out of out of him and, and Russ. No knock on Russ. I just think that Ja has more a a better skill set. If that makes any sense. I mean, I don't think it's fair to say that. But I think he's showing promise of being a more well-rounded Russell Westbrook. Maybe that's not yeah. really phrase that statement because, like right now, yeah. I don't think that's mm-hmm. necessarily fair to say. But I see your point. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. That. that I'll. 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 I'll go with that. Only because Russ is still Russ, and I mean, he's done a lot. So. 
like what's the likelihood that uh that the that the Mavericks uh knock off the Clippers? I mean it's skim, uh, but I, I don't Here's think the there's a very good chance of it. I mean, I, I, it sucks because they're gonna have that matchup first round. If they were up pretty much, so if they were up pretty much against anybody else in the West first round, I would give them a pretty good shot. Uh, other than the two LA teams, I mean, if they're playing like Denver, or you know, obviously de- depending on seating because seating reflects all of that. But um, you know, if they played the Rockets or somebody like that, I, I think they'd probably have a pretty good shot. How the fuck are the 76ers a six seed? Uh, we've discussed this because they just don't. Uh, they I'm just over it. Agree. I'm over it. I'm over. I'm over the the 76ers. I'm over it. They're such a freaking disappointment. It's ridiculous. Yeah. How the heck are you allowing the Indiana Pacers to do better than you, and they don't even have their best player out? I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. It's just like, uh, how many more chances are we going to give him uh, before this starts getting ridiculous? I'm done. I'm done giving him giving the 76ers uh, excuses. Yeah. And I want to because I, I like Ben Simmons and I like Joel Embiid a lot. I like both of them a lot. Um, but it's just, I mean... And it's not – I'm not putting really a bunch of the blame on uh, Joel Embiid, um, to be fair. Uh, not a lot at all. Um, mm-hmm. Because when he's healthy, you know, the only knock I really have on him is that he's just not as durable as you'd want him to be, but we kind of knew that. But if you just kind of put that aside, it's like, well, the guy comes out and falls out. I mean, he's had some stinky nights, but he does – he can do everything on the floor. He's got a better of a jumper than Ben Simmons does. It's crazy. And that's nah. just at the end of the day, Ben Simmons had a jumper. That team would have been more lethal last year with the weapons they had. It'd be more lethal now. Like, I don't know. But here, here's the thing. Here's a question. I, I'm curious of your answer on this. What do you think about him on another team? Like, because I heard. Jojo? Like, no, not Jojo. Uh, ben Simmons. Hmm. Because I heard some rumors, and I don't like they, they obviously didn't come to you know fruition. They weren't true. But for a while, there was like a mulling, like, what if he went to the Warriors? What if he went here? Like, I'm just curious if he went to another team, what it would look like, and maybe if things would change or not. Maybe, maybe he just doesn't. I don't know. Maybe something. You know who? There. You know who I would like to see him team up with? Who's that? Devin Booker. I like that. I do like that. I feel like that would work really well. Because you have a shooter, you have a you you have somebody that's a volume shooter. That's I think that's the problem with 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 the with Ben Simmons and uh, and Joel Embiid. You you have two superstars that aren't necessarily shooters. Well, you have Tobias Harris. I mean, you can't discount him. Um, he's obviously yeah, not. He, I mean, but I, I I couldn't call him an elite shooter, but he's pretty damn close to it. I mean, he's a pretty solid uh, shooting guard. I wouldn't say he's quite like he's obviously not. Um, you know. Clay Thompson um, by any stretch, but I, I would still, you know, he, he's definitely a good marksman. Um, yeah, I, 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 I don't I think yeah. he's regarded a little bit better than Kyle Korver. I guess I'm trying to just put him in like his own bubble because like mm-hmm. Kyle Korver is kind of old now. Yeah, I, but, but you get what I mean, right? Like, yeah, no, like, I definitely get what you mean. No doubt. 
the two focal like like the two focal points they're not necessarily known as as shooters they're more drivers they like to to work in the paint their their bread and butter is the paint Arizona's just a such an interesting team because if they just had a piece or two I'm telling you you you, you let, let's say you you trade let's say trade Ben Simmons Kelly for Kelly Oubre and a draft pick or two. You don't think that team be instantly becomes that much better, and they don't become a they don't become a contender with Ben Simmons. Because here's the I thing, mean, you, you, but I think you, that team would be pretty great. I think they would still need something else. But here's my you have Devin Booker, who you know he's an assassin already, and then you have you have that 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 Suns team is actually really really good. I just feel like they 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 crumble towards the end. They can't finish. They start these games off great. I mean, don't you remember how they looked in the in the beginning of the season? Definitely, they were uh, for a while though. They're at the top. Yeah, I mean, let's you have DeAndre Ayton, which is basically a a, a poor man's version of of Embiid. You know he he's not he's not as, as skilled as, as Embiid. I would much rather have Embiid than Aiden, but I'm not going to frown if I have Aiden. And then you have a uh, a really good number two in Devin Booker. You have Aaron Baines, who's been you know your guys' bruiser. Uh, Michael or is it is it Meek, McCall Bridges? Meek, McCall, okay, that's I can never I can never pronounce his name right. McCall Bridges. I feel like he he has an, maybe another season to just kind of get the NBA the NBA speed uh, back. He, they have Dario Saric. Dario Saric. I feel like he's an extremely underutilized player. I forgot that Rubio. I always forget and that. The, and they have Rubio. That's a good I team. You add Ben Simmons. Rubio. You add Ben Simmons to that to that lineup. They are not what what their what their record shows. No. I still think they they're not twenty six thirty nine. They would need a good free agent. They would definitely need a good free agent, in my opinion. Uh, other than Ben, like they they would need to get trade for Ben Simmons and then pick up somebody off the market. Um, and then I think that. Uh, that then my question is, serious. my question would be like, who would you add that that isn't going to completely just drain you of your money? Well, they have a lot of money to spend, so. Yeah, but I mean, I don't think the books are necessarily a problem right now. Um, their most expensive player by far is uh, Devin Booker, rightfully so. He's uh, his salary this year was twenty-seven million, um, but the next closest person is Ricky Rubio at sixteen million. So, I mean, you're not really you're not spending a whole bunch. I mean, it's the similar situation uh, with like the Grizzlies right now. You're not spending a whole bunch of money. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it's it's ripe and it's fresh for uh rebuild the problem with the the suns versus uh the grizzlies is uh front office and management it's like yes like ownership and like management just doesn't want this team to win and memphis being fairly new already um and fairly new i have to say with quotes because it's not like they were you know they've been around for five years but you get the point but Mm -hmm. uh they seem to care about their team and it's not like they've had it's not like they've been dog shit for a long time I mean, you don't have to look that far back, and they, they were in the playoffs. Like, they weren't, you know, it just didn't work out. Uh, it got too expensive, but they figured it out really quickly. Now, 
uh, with how cheap it is um, and how to build a team. Those guys know what they're doing. But yeah. the Phoenix Suns, it's just like they don't – I don't know. It's like they don't want fans. They don't want to be successful. Mm-hmm. It must be infuriating to be a Suns fan. I'm serious. <laughs> I equate it to being a Chicago Bears fan in football. Yeah. Or a Raiders fan. I don't think a Raiders I don't think Raiders fandom is as frustrating as Chicago. I really don't. They take first of all they take their football incredibly seriously over there in Chicago. Um but second of all just some of the disappointment and I mean the double doink. Dude, if I was a fan of a team that double doinked, I mean that had to have been the most heartbreaking thing ever. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't man. just it, stop there. It happens all the time. They, they've had this mediocre quarterback around a couple of years, and it's just like disappointment after disappointment. And it's, it's crazy. It's like Chicago's becoming the new Philly. They're booing their team off the field, man. Well, it, it, you know why? It's because Mitchell Trubisky got picked before Pat Mahomes. That's the only reason why people are getting so upset in Chicago, because they're saying we could have had Pat. I legit think that that's going to go down as like one of the biggest oversights ever in sports. The fact that, and not even just that comparison. I mean, it, he wasn't the only quarterback taking over Patrick Mahomes. But at the end of the day, you just look at that and you're like, how did you screw that up? Well, here, what did Deshaun Jackson got picked was was the second quarterback off Deshaun the board, Watson. right? Deshaun or Deshaun Watson. Watt- yeah, Deshaun Watson. Like yeah, that. he was, but you obviously you I look at come, um, you look at them that, more fondly. You look at yeah. them more fondly with each other. You know, like you don't look at them in the same way. You don't say, "Oh, uh, Mahomes." I mean, Mahomes is better than Watson, but you don't like say it was kind of like a. a here's the thing. Here's a yeah. You know, you're you're here's not like a, yeah. You know, like Patrick Mahomes is way better than Deshaun Watson. You're just like he's better, than, you know. But you're not saying, "Oh, Mr. Bisky's dog shit." How do they pass up on Patrick Mahomes? Like that comparison's just so much more. Uh, yeah, I get what you mean. Like the the distance between uh, Deshaun Watson and Pat Mahomes is a lot less compared to Mitchell yes. Trubisky and Pat Mahomes. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't think the Texans are necessarily all that mad about about taking Deshaun because Deshaun has proved that he's their franchise quarterback, and if he's given if he's given a team, he can he can probably take you guys to the promised land. I mean, he almost kicked you guys out of the out of the out of the playoffs. And well, if it wasn't if it mean, wasn't for, for if it wasn't for Pat if it wasn't for Pat Pat Mahomes' magic and Andy Reid being the fucking genius that he is, you you guys wouldn't have made it made it to the Super Bowl. It was their game for like a quarter and a half. Literally a quarter and a half. Granted if they yeah. worked a little bit differently they could have walked away with it. But at the end of the day, we ended up beating the absolute piss out of them. Um and Bill O'Brien's terrible, and they should not allow him to still be a coach or uh, be GM of that franchise because uh, you're treating my boy Deshaun like shit. And it, I can't believe you trade away DeAndre Hopkins. How and why? For David Johnson, a broken-down running back with a terrible contract. It would have made more sense if, if uh, DeAndre, you know, because DeAndre was set to get, get paid big. It would have made sense if you got rid of Hopkins just to make cap space, or because you couldn't, you don't think that you would have gotten anything else, and he was walking away. 
I don't think I don't think it makes sense in any scenario unless DeAndre Hopkins was way older in his career and he cost too much money. That's the only like it kind of like a Chris Paul situation in the NBA. Like that's really the only situation I could see where you like walk away or trade away DeAndre Hopkins because I mean, dude, you got him for nothing. And in my eyes, he's the best receiver in the league. I know a lot of people probably won't agree with that, but in my opinion, he's the best receiver in the league. You just traded him away for nothing, for pennies, for table scraps, man. The best receiver in – yeah, I, I will have to agree with – DeAndre Hopkins is the best receiver in the league because – There's a lot of really good receivers. It's just I think the way he does it, man, he's so he, – he, his maneuverability is just off the fucking charts, and his awareness at all times. I mean, he's always aware of where his toes are, where his feet are, and – he catches anything that comes to him. I mean, he's just—he's the perfect wide receiver. Yeah, and the and the and the passes aren't necessarily always the perf the most perfect. No, he's had a lot of dog shit quarterbacks in the years. He's had a lot. How like up until? Okay, Matt Schaub had a couple good seasons here and there. It was 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 DeAndre Hopkins even 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 a a, a factor back then? I don't even think Matt. I don't even think the De, uh, DeAndre Hopkins was a was was playing when when Matt Schaub was still good I'm looking at I'm gonna look up DeAndre Hopkins stats real quick here um just to put it in perspective so he's been in the league since 2013 oh, yes. receptions oh, for 8,602 yards uh 13.6 average uh long 76 touchdowns 54 um and he's had three rushing attempts for 11 yards uh so yeah um been in the year going on year seven or been in the league going on year seven and he's got 8,600 yards, 632 catches uh, for an average of 13.6. Yeah. Sign me up any day. Sign me up. Yeah. He's done it. He, he's, he's just been incredible year in and year out. Like if I had to draft, if I it, it, look, if I had to, to pick one wide receiver to go with my quarterback, I will more more. I would nine times out of ten, I would probably pick DeAndre, and that one time out of out of out of ten, I'd pick Julio Jones. The only reason I don't pick Julio Jones is because that boy doesn't catch touchdowns. Correct. I would. Yeah, that's that's the problem with Julio because, like, I do I, like his natural abilities. I'm not like you know faulting or anything. Like he's absolutely amazing, but that man in the red zone, they're allergic to each other. They don't like each other. Well, I mean, it also makes sense. It also makes sense. You know, you get down to the red zone. There's not enough space for you to really work. I think he does. He does his best work when he has space. When you can find that space, it's it's it, 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 it it's difficult, man. Especially if you're a focal point of the offense. Of course, the defense is gonna is gonna it's gonna be a lot easier for the defense to to pay attention to you. But if anything, that makes him the best weapon in the red zone too, because you have the team focusing on you and it causes openings for Calvin Ridley, TJ Hooper, when he was playing for the, for the, for the Falcons. Well, two things. So a, uh, in my opinion, I, at the moment, I'd have to put Michael Thomas above Julio. I'm I just, I'd have, to, I'd have to do it. Um, but to, to your point about the decoy, that is uh, why I like Sammy Watkins so much because he obviously, you know, he's not as good as he was once uh, touted to be. But, um, 
A, he can hurt you, and B, he takes a lot of attention uh, away from other guys on the field when you really I think that I think the same. The thing with Sammy Watkins is that he couldn't take he couldn't take the pressure of being a number one. No, but he's great as a number three. Let me tell you, because <laughs> he he's even a number, number two on a lot of other teams. Even, even a num- even as a number two, I mean, he 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 does great as being a number two. I don't think he he's the, he's that dude that that is uh, that that that's like yeah, I'm a number one receiver. Do what you got to do to stop me. Like he, he's not he's not a he's not a Julio Jones. He's not a a Michael Thomas. Hell, he's not even a Cortland Sutton. No, 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 and that's what I'm saying. But he just fits so well into that third spot in the offense because some guys are just great system players. To be honest with you, though, man, I think, I think Michael Thomas is like a lot. He's a great receiver, and I and like if I whenever I get him on fantasy, I'm I'm happy when I have him. I think he's a great, great receiver, top three wide receiver in the NFL. I think that most of his success is because he's it with the Saints. I give you three receivers that are going to be, I would say, legit as hell in a couple years. Two of them, um, I think, are going to be bigger than third. But I think these guys, you're not going to stop hearing about. Uh, A.J. Brown, Debo Samuel, McCole Hardman. I think those are three receivers that, moving forward, I think you're just going to be hearing a ton about. A.J. Brown was legit as hell on the Titans. I mean, absolutely legit. From a fantasy <laughs> perspective, watching him, clearly going to be a very, very talented number one receiver. Debo Samuel mm-hmm. may not be a he, he came out of he came out of freaking nowhere. He's gonna be like a slot receiver. He's definitely like a Tyree Kill McCall Hardman, but he can do everything for you. He's super fucking mm-hmm. fast. He's athletic. Uh can catch it out of the backfield, you know, catch it deep. And then McCole Hardman, kind of the same style as Debo Samuel. I think Debo Samuel showed more promise than McCole Hardman. But um, I think those are those couple of, or those few receivers are going to have very, very good careers. Uh, and it's I'm very – here's the three that I'm very, very excited to see um, here in the, in the – even in the next three years, man. I'm very excited to see DK, DK Metcalf. Yeah, DK, the boy. I think I think Russell Wilson is going to have a lot of fun with him once he kind of once they kind of get get a feel for each other. Dude, he's so because big. Because he's so freaking huge and he's strong. He almost he's almost like 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 a Megatron Junior almost. Just how big he is. Definitely. I'm not saying that he's going to be the next Megatron or anything like that, but just body wise, dude, that's a bully, and he can move. They they definitely match up. Um, I think you give DK some time, and that's going to be that's going to be rough. Mm-hmm. My other receiver that I'm really the next young receiver is Calvin Ridley, dude. That's true. Just... Calvin Ridley definitely, um, and I felt like he slept on. He was really good last year. I didn't hear a whole bunch from him this year, but well, it's because of it's because of Julio, man. Julio takes up so much attention, but Calvin Ridley is a beast. He's so fast. He's so fast, and he's so good. Uh, and and the third one, it's probably because of my bias, but Jerry Judy. That's fair. I can see that. Oh my god, dude! I'm just I'm just really excited to see what Jerry Judy can bring to the NFL to the NFL game. Just his footwork, his 
his tight, tight uh, route route runs, bro. I, I mean, I don't know if you've seen this, but there's a video of him practicing doing cone drills. A person shouldn't be able to move the way that as, as quickly and as precisely like Jerry Judy is moving in 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 in, in this drill. I would highly suggest you to look at it. Oh, I've seen Just, it. Don't worry about that. I've seen it. He, it is amazing. That he has some of the best footwork I have ever seen, and I thought that uh, Antonio Brown had a phenomenal footwork. You think he's ever going to get back on the team? I think he needs help. That guy went uh, full psycho real fucking quick. Yeah, and here's the thing: I think he just needs some help, or maybe he 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 shouldn't be playing football anymore because maybe he's just taken way too much head trauma. And that's what's causing him to – maybe he should walk away from the game. Maybe. But, he, he man, that, that – he was such a talent, man. Such a talent. His footwork was so beautiful. The way that he re- ran his routes to Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown, besides his, besides his, his antics, he was such a great receiver. Such no a great receiver. No doubt. But no, man, it's man. I just need sports to come back. That that's. I feel like that's that's how all of this is gonna. How this whole podcast is is gonna end is like we need sports to come back in the worst way. But I mean, I don't know with the NFL. I, I'm not entirely sure because didn't uh, didn't Zeke test positive for COVID? Yeah, they got time Isn't... to deal with though. I think it'll sort itself out. They got they got time on their side and um, a few months to figure this stuff out. I mean, canceling the preseason at the end of the day isn't going to hurt anybody's feelings. Um, I don't think anybody wants to really play in the preseason. That The preseason's uh, usually just for uh, for those people fighting for for a spot on the team. Yeah, and I just don't think that you're going to have those preseason games this year. Um, I think they have time on their hands. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Um, like you said earlier, we, you know, we didn't uh, – we don't know what it's going to be 45 days from now, so we'll have to just uh, pay close attention. But um, I think we should do our top 50 uh, NBA players next week. Absolutely. I am totally down to do that. I can, I can, I can easily get that done. Because we're, we're ramping back up, and uh, I just want to get back in the mindset, you know? Yeah. Do, you want, do we want to break it up into two, two different pods, or do you want to just go the full 50? I think we'll I think we'll uh we'll we'll treat everybody. I think we'll just do uh we'll do a longer episode next week and we'll just do the the full the full 50. Bet it man, I am all for that. Well, all right dude, what do you got for album of the week? So, I got uh it, it was funny cuz you and I were talking earlier and I was I was stuttering thinking of uh what my suggestion was going to be, but then it was just it was right in front of me the whole time. Uh Revenge of the Dreamers 3. Oof, easy one. Um Really, no explanation necessary or anything. Uh, just if you haven't listened to it, are you insane? Are you an insane person? Uh, <laughs> I mean, this, this is a masterpiece. Um, stamp of approval 100 times. Uh, I'm not even going to give an explanation. I, I still listen to it all the time, especially since they come out with the deluxe in the winter. I mean, just unbelievable. Unbelievable. There's no bad songs on that on no, that album. Definitely not. It, it's, it's playable through the whole thing. Yeah, zero you? skips. 
Okay, you ready for this? I don't think you're ready for this. You ready for this? I'm ready for it. Hit me with it. Cozy Tapes Volume 2. Too cozy. Dude, you you know my my affinity and my my fandom towards that album. That is uh that's a masterpiece. It's so good. I always go back and listen to that too. I have to uh, listeners, if you guys have not listened to the first cozy tapes, you need to listen to the first cozy tapes because I don't know what the fuck you doing. I don't know what the fuck you doing with yourself. But first get the appetizer. Cozy tapes one. Then for your for your for your first, second and third course meal and dessert, you go to Cozy Tapes Volume 2, Too Cozy. And if you haven't listened to it, I'm just going to recommend you start on RAF and just let it be on shuffle for the rest yep. of the the, you really don't you really don't need to listen to this album uh in order. You can literally listen to this randomly and it it just bumps. It's great. I love ASAP Mob. I love everybody on ASAP Mob and it just shows everybody's skill set. Absolutely. Everybody's got their everybody's got their moment, everybody's got their chance. It's funny that we both picked uh label uh releases. <laughs> Group releases rather than uh Artist albums because you picked ASAP Mob and I picked uh, Dreamville. Yeah, man. I mean, Can't look, Dreamville. Dreamville. I think is 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 the better is the better music group. But man, ASAP Mob has a special place in my heart. Yeah, don't 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 sleep on my boy Twelvey. I know. I love Twelvey. I love Twelvey. Rest in peace, Ams. Ferg oh, is yeah. my guy. I feel like Ferg does not get the respect that he deserves. Nast. Rocky. Nast. Rocky. I mean, the list can go on and on and on. But, yeah, man. These guys are... I love this album. I love this album so much. And, yeah, man. That does it for this week. Next week, we'll have the top 50 NBA players currently playing in the NBA. I'm very, very excited to see where our list is because I feel like this one is where... We'll get a little bit more, more uh, debate. I feel like our quarterback list. We 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 were a little bit too in sync with our list. Oh, this is gonna I, have a lot of variety too. It's gonna have a lot of flavor, and I'm pretty excited. Mm-hmm. About it. um, it's going. It's gonna get spicy. It's gonna be a long one. So, uh, you know, gear in next week. Uh, you, you may have to split this into two, um, but that's okay. Uh, we're we're gonna keep you keep you busy and keep your ears warm until uh, basketball arrives. Yeah, man. All right, man. With that being said, guys, we will see you next week. Again, we appreciate all the awesome support and all the feedback that we've been getting from you guys. We can't do this without y'all. So please spread the word. Please let us know what we can do to get this thing better. We really want this thing to get going. We want to bring that content, that heat to you guys. So let us know what you guys what you guys think. All right, guys, and we will talk to you next week.